Kraken Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'll be joined momentarily by my colleagues Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson for the thing we love to present twice a month, and that's some Seattle Kraken hockey talk here on Kraken Fancast. For those of you new to our program, Kraken Fancast focuses on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's Seattle Kraken. We regularly go over and analyze some uh, recent game results, talk about what's uh, upcoming for the team, and discuss general team news. We'll also at time present present interviews with people directly involved with the team, as well as those in the fan community. Plus, when we can, we aim to go into some different subject matter you might not hear on other Kraken-related podcasts. Tweet. Yes. Anyway, a big thanks. Yes, that tweet, that's remind me to uh, talk about our sponsor, our wonderful sponsor, the Angry Beaver, uh, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch it at the Angry Beaver. All right. All right, fellas and all listeners, uh, since our last episode, we've seen six Kraken games. They've won three and lost three in a mix of home and road games. And I got to say, wow, that's almost absolutely verbatim, the exact way I started our discussion for the last episode. Are we seeing a pattern here, folks? Anyway, uh, let's look at this particular pattern. Uh, Things started off quite well, really well, actually, as the team added some wins to what ultimately turned out to be a five-game winning streak. Hey, we're, you know, this has been a streaky team all year. Good to be on the on the up upswing though, kind of streak. And uh and uh this was this was a nice, nice road game. Again, we're seeing them win more road games than home games again. But you know, we'll take the wins any way we can get them. So uh the last three games of that five-game streak started in Columbus, where the Kraken won four to two. Uh, Jared McCann, uh, Eberly, Winberg, and Tanev were the Seattle scorers in that one. That was Jared McCann's 30th goal that night. Great to see him, and he got more, as we uh, as we will talk about in a moment. Uh, Philip Grubauer played decently, stopping 21 shots and continuing to be the starter for the team. Most of the games we'll be talking about had him between the pipes, so a little Grubauer talk coming up. Uh, from Columbus, uh, well, actually, let's let's guys chime in on that one, uh, that Columbus game. That that felt good, didn't it? It did. Uh, hi there. Um, it, it was, a, in my opinion, a must win. Anytime you're playing a bottom five team in the league, correct? Um, the PP was on track that game, which was something that's been kind of hit and miss uh, in the last ten games. Anyway, uh, they were two for four. Um, Grew had a good game, part of his good role that he's been on lately. Uh, you know, not pulling a nine thirteen. Uh, players of note that had good games: uh, Dunn, Winnie, McCann, of course, and Schwartz on his continuing his comeback to, after his health issues. Um, just a nice game, and and yes, we should be winning those games. You know. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, the team's struggling. You got to win those. Uh, they're great opportunities uh, that you don't want to miss. Uh, the next uh, game from Columbus, uh, they headed to Denver to take on the Colorado Avalanche. Now, the Avs are certainly still a good team, still a playoff team, but nowhere near as dominating as last season's championship team. Kraken held on to win that one 3-2 uh, to two in overtime. Wimberg and Tanev got goals in that one, too. 
And Yanni Gord getting the game winner, really nice one, uh, just a little over a minute into the overtime period. Uh, Grubauer also in goal in this one again, again, stopping 21 shots. Not a division game, but it's a conference one that can have a playoff implications. So a real important one to win there. A tough place to play, too. Yeah. Um, with all the different losses and things like that, one of the one of the games that I was pretty certain was going to be close was going to be the Ottawa game. And, you know, we all know that that didn't quite go as planned. It was, it was close. I mean, everything was going really well, but I'm not sure exactly what falls apart. Um, Passing was good. Um, We got some goals, you know, we scored what four goals that game, right? Wait a minute. Which game are you talking about? We're talking about Colorado. Huh? Oh, I apologize. I thought we were on Ottawa. Oops. No, I jumped the gun. Few games I away. We're still in the happy part right now of them winning games. Oh, I'm going we'll get through to my that. stuff we'll over here in a little while. <laughs> my apologies. No, the okay, Colorado, Colorado game, they went from uh, Columbus, yeah. Yeah, okay. Colorado, that was a 3-2 to two win. Yeah. Um, with that one, uh, goaltending for me was good. I saw... Probably, I missed the first two or three minutes of that game, but uh, with, like I was saying, goaltending, it was a lot tighter in that game. There were some shots that could have been, I don't know, they were questionable shots, but it seemed that everybody had a little bit more net presence. I just wish that a few more went in, you know, I mean, don't we all, but oh, yeah, there, they there looked, were some they looked pretty good yeah, there was. I mean, that happens a lot. It, you know, we've talked about that several times, but I thought that we would probably score a couple more, but the defense was good. You know, they only allowed a couple goaltending solid. I'm happy with that one for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, that was a total green light game. I'm, wasn't that an ESPN plus game? I think it was. I think it was so. Yeah, it was it was a very entertaining game. It was it was run and gun track meet back and forth, a little bit stressful, but the Kraken came out with mass energy. Um grew, like you said, played pretty well. Again, another 9-13 game, almost identical to the last game. But we had 35 shots in that game to their 23, and they had 17 block shots as well. So we were just peppering them hard. And uh we just played well. So against the abs, I mean, come on, they're, they've been coming on too. They had a late start this year, but they're going to be a huge push at the end. They already are. So that was an impressive two points and we needed that. So yeah, that was, that was solid. Yeah. Depending on, you know, how, how things go in the playoffs could end up seeing those guys. You never know. So uh, yeah. So then the team came home after Colorado and what do you know? They won a game at home. Yay. I got to be at that one. That was a fun one. Uh, it helped that they played one of the worst teams in the AHL. Yes, no, it wasn't Col- Columbus again. This time it was Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but who cares? It's a win. It's a win that they have to have, uh, I think, and a win against a division opponent, which is always good. They handily defeated the Ducks uh, by the score of 5-2 to two in that one. Alexiak, McCann again, McCann racking up the goals. Uh, Sprong, uh, Tolvanen, and Schwartz. All scoring in that one, Philip Grubauer with 20 saves in that one. For the most part, the team looked great and gave us little to worry about in that one. 
uh, time to worry about was to come. But uh, just focusing on that Anaheim game, what 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 wasn't the like on that one? Well, you know, five to two, that's great. But, you know, when you look at the game stats, I always look kind of compare, you know, face-off percentage and how we did on the, the PK and all of that kind of stuff. And everything down the line is so close. I mean, except for shots on goal, we had 31 to their 22. But uh, power play, Ducks were 0 for 3. We were 1 for 2, which is good. That's something that we've been wanting to pick up. Uh, penal penalty minutes, hits, blocks, everything is within two or three of each other. So, I mean, right down the middle, everything's almost 50-50. So for it to be tilted at five to two, just, you know, kind of baffles me a little bit. But we just, we had more uh, more shots on goal. And that's, you know, if you just have more shots, you know, 100% of shots that you don't put on the net aren't going in. So, you know. well, and, qual and quality shots too, right? I mean, we talk about how you know lopsided we could see shots on goal last year, and that just wouldn't go in. And right on, on games like this. Well, I shared that stat earlier when we were uh, on our chat that the Kraken are uh, on the top right now for shots on goal on the five on five uh, for for goals going in. So they're taking their shots for sure. Yep. But according to the advanced analytics folks, uh, they're not quality shots. <laughs> yeah. So it's a catch 22, right? Um, that was a good game. That was a green game, a little yellow. Uh, that was that fancy Zegras showboat stuff that we saw. Right. That, you know, he it's does. hate crap, whatever. Right. Yeah. Keep doing that on a losing team, you joker. Um, I mean, uh, Anaheim needs something to cheer about. So they get whatever. A bunch <laughs> of young talent. Just get a hold of them, coach. Anyway, uh, that you know, Sprong had a, his 16th goal. He was a little bit quiet there for a while too. Remember, so yeah. he was still in that that scratch rotation with the Donato and the geeky stuff that's continuing to go on. But he that was a comeback game for him. I think if you look at his his uh, that was a power play goal. I think if you look at his goals per 60, he's still up there in that one graph that I showed a couple months ago. Which you know, the guy's still only getting 11 minutes a game max. Um, the D core had a solid game that game. And Ebbs was at a plus three, which is pretty solid on this club uh, for a game stat. Um, yep, another good game. And now here comes Murder Row after this. <laughs> yeah, coming up next, uh, another Kraken multi-game skid. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and this is another thing that we see at times uh, during the season. Um, and that started off at home against Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators. And, uh, you know, to be fair, Ottawa is a much more competitive team than they've been in recent years. They are not on the, certainly a higher level than say Columbus or Anaheim, uh, you know, have been this year, but uh, you know, still a game on paper. You'd think Seattle should win uh, unless they're a little too tired out from all the wins and traveling. And it was a somewhat bizarre seesaw battle. I mean, I, uh, it was off a horrendous first period. The Ottawa, Ottawa to totally dominated those first nine or so minutes of the game, getting off to a three to nothing lead. I, I tuned in a little late and I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, but yeah, Hey, though, also the cool thing was you can credit the Seattle for digging themselves out quite impressively for a while. there, scoring four unanswered goals. McCann with two. He was up to, I think, you know, that brought him up to 33 at that point, I think. Uh, Schwartz and Dunn, uh, Dunn continuing to look good, uh, you know, with the other goals. Uh, but then, you know, I, they ran out of gas. So, you know, Ottawa came back with a couple in the third period and 
that's where the score ended. Ottawa winning five to four. Uh, team showed some fight and some nice scoring. So the loss maybe didn't bum me out as as much, but uh, you know, uh, thought they should win that one. It, that was a brutal game. I was at that game, so it was ultra brutal, especially that first period. Um, sitting there, and that was a Jones start. He hadn't st- started for a while. And Chris, I've sat next to you, and we said, "Hey, yes, this is his chance to to look good again." And boom, right away, those three goals in eleven thirty three. It's like, oh man, here we go again. Um, that that you know what this was another one of those games with the quick answer backs and we have a pattern on answer back goals against us that we don't win them. So there wasn't much to report on this one at all. The faceoff sucked at 36%. We were hitting a lot, but that's because we were chasing and we were blocking a lot because they were shooting a lot. Um, yeah, that it was just not a good game to be at. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We had eight, uh, eight giveaways against their three but we had 11 takeaways. So that's something to say, but they, uh, the giveaways, they were turning them into goals and that's not okay. I mean, it would have been, you know, a head scratch or eye roller or whatever, you know, if they, you know, well, it was they, them losing, but I mean, coming back, you know, I'm like four to three. Okay. You're in the control of the game now. All right. You it sucked at the beginning, but I, I love seeing a team come back, you know, if they, they start out bad, but then it's like, oh, never mind. It was a weird game, uh, I thought. Um, but um, anyway, arguably some two more important games uh, were coming up um, on that on, on the schedule here. Uh, Dallas, two back-to-back ones. All right, another conference, two conference games, really important playoff implications, arguably. So, uh, and the uh, first one, they lose. Four to three in overtime, thanks to Ramiro Heiskanen goal in uh, under four minutes of the overtime period. Eberle Donato and uh, Bjorkstrand with the cracking goals. Philip Grubauer in goal, continuing uh, much of a long stretch for him. Uh, he had 21 saves in that one. Fortunately, they picked up a needed point in the standings. We'll grab any point you can get. So, uh, you know, for the regulation time tie. But the pressure was really on to show up uh, strong for the next contest and get a win. And that second game against the Stars turned out to be, I think, you know, the worst game they played since the late February game against Toronto. Never in that one. Kraken lost to Dallas by a score of five to two in that one. Gordon Tolvin in with the goals. Saw Martin Jones, and he he stopped twenty seven of the shots, more than we've seen Group handle lately. But just a poor game for Kraken all around. So I just kind of wanted to talk of the whole D- Dallas discussion over those two games, guys. Uh, Boy, I, you know, really was, I, I didn't necessarily hold my breath. They're going to win them both, but damn, you really needed to win one of those. Yeah. Coming into it, I was hoping we'd be, you know, maybe 50, 50, you know, game of peace on paper. Dallas really is only about as good as our third and fourth team in the Pacific division, you know, in the standings, but they're number one in their division coming in. Um, Again, shots on goal that first game, the uh, overtime loss, uh, 31 to their 25. You know, um, you'd think that some of those would be a little bit more quality, like Jim was saying. We were one on four, one for four on power play. That's not all that great. Uh, 
wasn't a lot of penalties really. Oh, there was more penalties for Dallas. They had eight minutes total. We only had what one penalty the entire game, but uh, we had 16 takeaways. Again, it would have been nice to capitalize on those. And we just couldn't yeah, get so that power, one done. Yeah. So that's a great point. A lot of takeaways, power play opportunities and nothing or little. Yeah. Bird in the hand and you just let it fly away, I guess. Yeah. I believe Bjork, you got a power play that game, right? Number 14 for him. He got uh, one of yeah. the four, yeah. Yeah. So that that game <clears throat> was kind of all over the place looking at my paper. Uh, but that I'll tell you, that, that sauce, I'm talking about the 3-4-3 three, uh, three win, the first one. That sauce pass to um, from Domi to Hiskinen was something else for the overtime winner. Wow. That was an incredible-looking play. Um, that, that, that game was back and forth. It could have gone either way, obviously. Now I was at the next game, and that was another brutal, you know, four days apart. Just You've seen crap. some brutal games lately. Uh, oh my god! Between that like Toronto games, a juju here, buddy. Is my last three Toronto, uh, the Sens, and then the Stars game just been horrible. And I've been with the seat partner. <laughs> I've been with the same seat partner the whole time, and we're both hating it. Um, this is a completely red sheet game. Um, I mean, I, I had highlighted crap game. Uh, Jones, you know, he had another, there was that really weird one that went off the post and then it's back and whatever, and by the way, you know, Joel Pavelski, Mr. Freaking master tipper, the guy, nobody's a better tipping artist than that guy. And he had him in both those games. Um, you know, this face off was horrible. This, the, oh, by the way, this was the stars power play was just three for four. And we finally, you know, leading up to this, our, our PK had been pretty good. It was the talk of, root sports for solid 10 days about how it's improving and blah, blah, blah. And then, then we just got hammered on this. One thing I noticed about that game that made me think a lot about the season leading up to this point, especially from the halfway point, you know what? I'm sorry, but climate pledge ice. It's not good. It's a bouncy, un unpredictable ice. It's, 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 shoddy i don't know what's going on but you can see you it. feeling like more lately clean. or that's just something that that's been i'm saying half season. at least half season to now i'm seeing a lot more just no no clean play out of uh, a lot of shots or passing a lot of bouncing pucks a lot of weird stuff and it's ice related i, I played this game long enough and i know enough people to make ice and i i know so it, the ice is an it is an issue they need to work on it they need to master that because that game was just nothing but bouncing pucks the whole entire game. They, it could you know, be, they uh, lost uh, five to two. Go ahead. They, sorry. They lost five to two, um, but they played with angst. I mean, they had 18 hits to their five. You know, they were upset, obviously, that they had lost the game prior a couple of days ago. But they only had 28 shots. They got outshot. And, you know, the giveaways, the takeaways, that all shows is, you know, five to two you know that it all it's all relative if you're not getting those you're not you're not scoring goals so i don't know we need it to turn around that's for sure we need to get some wins because it's getting down to the wire and i'm starting to get nervous honestly i, I will say this too about the uh the double there of dallas that team is three zone team i mean they're good in every department they're balanced they got great goaltending with ottinger um I'm after seeing them play, I would be probably most worried about them in the West right now. 
Yeah, I was impressed with that club. Yeah, they've been get, they they're playing their best hockey this time of the year. It seems. Uh, yeah, Ottinger's made some amazing saves. Um, you, just to get back, I, I want to say about the bouncing puck stuff. The you know the the ice quality. Uh, I just kind of wonder is that does that have some bearing? <laughs> they do better on the road. Is the ice better on the road, and they're able to work it more? Uh, well, better? I mean, I, I've been to a lot of pro rinks i've been a lot of amateur i've been to a lot of rinks in my life and you, you can tell bad ice whether you're skating on it or not if you look at it enough and see the play i'm not going to get into any details i've got my own theories on this and if somebody wants to talk to me on the side i'm more more than glad to tell you what my theory is on this but i'll just leave it at that there you go send your your ice questions jim cockrell care of kraken fan cast folks there you yeah go. do it all right. Well, as uh, on our recording day, they're playing San Jose. So we'll talk about that one uh, later. Upcoming games, uh, Edmonton, Dallas, yet again, Nashville for back-to-back games. Those are huge. And also a game against Minnesota. These are all conference games. They're all super important. All have a bearing on the playoffs. There are only four weeks to go before the playoffs Guys, on a one to ten scale, how how high should our panic meter be here on on making the playoffs? Yes, they're you know as we record this, they they're on a wild card, and they're not far from you know moving up and having you know a better seed too. It's still very bunched up, but uh, you know Nathan, you just said how you're getting nervous. I don't blame you. Uh, where are we on this one to ten scale here? As far as being nervous, I'm I'm at about a seven. Um, if they can get this Edmonton game, um, a redemption against Dallas would be nice. It's in Dallas. Maybe they have better ice. Who knows? Jim, um, you know, looking into April, you got the Kings. You have to win that game. You have to win that game. Uh, just for, you know, feel goods, you know, um, and, that helps with the points. You know, you also need a couple of these teams to go on a two game skid, three game skid. Is it possible? Damn near not probably the way they've been playing. Um, and you got two games against VGK. The last game in the game, the last game of the season at home here, the game before that on that uh, Tuesday in Vegas, they've got a history of, really good games against each other. Mm-hmm. Those are games that can go up or down. I don't have a whole heck of a lot of faith in that. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, downplaying the Kraken's authority, you know, when they want it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous at about a seven, but we can get a few of these. I think we're going to be okay. We just need a little help from our friends. I just don't want it to get to that point to where we have to win out just to, to have a, a hope. But yeah. What about you? I uh, I ran through that today. Uh, Chris, you're right about the next four. Um, that Edmonton, I'm worried about. Um, I'm trying to get a ticket to that, but I am worried about that. Uh, I think they're starting to roll, and and you know we're at home on that one, and we know what our home record is. I'm ready for our road warrior record to come home. Okay, I really am. I mean, if you're cheering expecting... for you. Well, I mean. Listen, if you're going to be a playoff team, certain things have to happen, right? You got to have a hot tendy, you got to score, and your home crowd's got to drive you home, right? 
So you got that. So the Edmonton, uh, the Dallas, I don't want to play Dallas again. Um, <laughs> Nashville times two in three days, which is similar to what just happened here. With, and all of a uh, sudden Dallas. they've kind of resurrected. They were looking a little dead. Yes. We were just looking at Calgary for a while. Nashville, yeah. maybe not. And all of a sudden, and they've been ahead of Cal- I mean, Calgary's still hanging yeah. around, but I think I fear Nashville more now than Calgary. Which is funny because I think for a couple episodes back, you, you it said, I'm not worried about them, right? Or you remember. So I get it. But here they are. Uh, so, you know, on paper, the Nashville is supposed to be the easiest of those with Minnesota's on fire right now. Um, so I got that schedule at a, I, I've ranked it out. Besides running the rest of the season out, us, uh, Nashville and Calgary, on paper, Nashville has the hardest schedule left but not by much. And then we're right in the middle and then Calgary's got the easiest schedule. But by looking at that, that's, those are games you look at and say, you got to win that. You got to win that. Yeah. You're probably going to lose that type of deal. But I'm telling you, man, I'm worried about Nashville. Now, two and a half weeks ago, I wasn't worried about anything. I wasn't worried about Calgary. I wasn't worried about Nashville. Minnesota was kind of floating around there in the, in the wild card along with Winnipeg. Well, Minnesota's playing great hockey right now. Well, actually, and Winnipeg's on a little bit of a slide. Yeah, they are. They they're, definitely they're, they're are. Another, sure. They're they're you know um, they're in they're in some jeopardy too. They definitely are. But I will tell you this: the seven's a fair ranking, Nathan. Uh, but that you know, let's just say this weekend it drops. I could climb even more. It. I don't like the feeling very well. I mean. <laughs> We were feeling getting hit. It's funny because Root Sports is last just in the last four days has been plugging away with some new commercials and they're all playoff based, you know, like get ready type of deal. And I, I saw that and I tweeted just last night. I said, hey, 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 slow it down a little bit here, please. Let's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just, I'm a little worried straight up. So when I was talking about Seattle and Vegas, um, you know, Vegas actually had a, a a recent, I wouldn't say skid, you know, they didn't lose three, four games in a row, but they lost a couple, won one, lost a couple. But since they have picked up Jonathan Quick. Yeah. And they've Good. been starting him. He's three and oh, I could be wrong. I don't have that stat in front they of went, me. I want to say won, he's, they have a he's, four game winning streak at our recording day here. So, and they, yeah, they're with, it, with him in the net at like a nine two save percentage. Um, that's, that's good goaltending and we're going to need to, uh, start studying that tape now because they're on fire and have been since day one. And it would really be awesome if they can, if they can pull one, if not both of those off, I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to get my seven down to about a two. Well, at least the last time we played him, we beat him for the first time. So yeah, we can do that. But they're like you said, hopefully they're watching the tape. You know what? Hopefully they're watching the tape of everybody. Oh, you because need everybody, to now. Yeah. Because everybody's been watching our tape and Haxel's game is old news now to them. His puck pressure system is old news. Real quick, so, what's the mentality these players need to go? What do they need to have, you know, from from here on out trying to make the playoffs? What do they need to be focusing on most? What's most important besides the win? Obviously, that's it. But the smaller things. Man, I mean, obviously, I never played that level, but I, you know, competition is competition. Um, 
I don't know, man. They to, to me, they all got to have the mindset of a third and a fourth liner, fourth line grit. Just just whatever it takes in your 30 to 45 seconds, 40 seconds shift, let's just call it, because that's what it's going to be. And do your job 100% error-free and get off. You know, for the more skilled guys, it's going to be the same, but a little more conservative. You know, don't take, don't, don't dish off the dumb pass. Do the smart shit. Um, hopefully, I mean, that's the mindset, you know, just the drive. And then to back up your tendy and your whole core and just not get caught doing stupid stuff and surely not stupid penalties because that will kill you every time. I mean, they're, not gonna, they're not going to, they're not going to catch you know, Vegas at this point, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they're, you know, they, you know, as again, I got a recording time, they're nine points out of Vegas. They're, um, you know, and actually kind of far from LA to the point. I mean, I suppose I could get on a roll and catch them up, but you know, I'm not even, I'm just looking, you know, get that third seed or a wild card spot is really all I, I'm, I'm kind of seeing right now. And, and I don't have a whole lot of expectations, but again, they, they're a streaky team. A lot of these, teams that's the thing about the western conferences there's been a lot of streakiness throughout throughout all these teams but now you know like you, said, you know vegas is settling down and um I, I don't know it's uh and whatever team gets hot so they i my my thing is what their mentality has to be is uh they have to start thinking this is the playoffs you know now or really soon especially if you don't you know, win a couple of these uh, coming up on like Edmonton and, and the other Dallas one and whatever. If you if you are on a, if this slide goes longer, it's it's you're right, Jim. Yeah, the gritty third, fourth wide fight, be pissed off and 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 then maybe you know, then then maybe in a way you, you play like you don't you know it's not, you, you don't want to. Sometimes when teams play desperate though, they we've seen this in the playoffs with those great Tampa teams that that well that one great team that lost in the first round and you know capitals teams were like killing everybody during the season and then you know they you know they they blow it sometimes in the first or second round so i mean this you know we just saw that we were talking earlier you know about the bruins you know everybody, they just lose two or, or whatever it was three out of four and people are like panicking you know uh i looked at that problem for seattle but you know, it's, but, you know, again, you, you just, you know, grind it out and and maybe it's a little bit of a wake up call, but Seattle doesn't give me because of past year or even, you know, two years, obviously, you know, a lot of confidence, you know, even though if they're like, oh, wow, they got a five game win streak. I'm still nervous. <laughs> These guys. You know, just, I, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a few things that need to just stop and get out of the patterns are the Quick goals in the start of the game, first five minutes. We're back. We've done that again. Not cool. And the answer backs. That that stuff cannot happen as we get down to crunch time or heading to playoff hockey, which is kind of what we're doing right now. Those are killers. You can't be fighting out of a hole. And, you know, the one game when Haxtell called the timeout, I can't remember which game that was. And it, it was questionable. Ottawa, like, Ottawa right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You know, he called a timeout, and a lot of people were thinking he was going to pull pull the goalie, you know, but he didn't. And so that was a new tactic for him. And it actually worked. It, it fired him up in a different way. So one thing I'd like to see out of Haxtell is if you're getting into trouble early, you know what? Just waste a timeout. Who cares? You're already in trouble. Do something. Adjust now. Don't wait till film and first period and 
and all that crap. Just get it going. You got to just now. You got no time. You know they they say that coaches and and staff break down games into five minute segments. And okay, that's fine. Break it down how you're supposed to. You know whether you got to call a timeout and do it. Just get on a new page here. So that's we can't let those early goals and the answer backs happen. And that's a pattern that's been going on. It drives everybody nuts. Drives me nuts. We score a goal. I celebrate for a second, go to the fridge. I come back and I hear 13 seconds after we score, they've scored. Yep. It's got to stop. And then it's even worse when you're in the building and the announcer announces your goal after their goal. Oh yeah. Then they're a quick, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. That's happened. I know it's, it's, it sounds stupid. Uh, well, at least, hey, our Coachella Valley Firebirds, they clinched the spot in the AHL playoffs. They're kicking ass. So that that's nice. I give kudos to those guys. Um, meanwhile, I mean, we don't know what's going on back to the crack. And with, I'm talking about injuries now. Uh, Burakovsky's still out. We still don't hear any word. I really would love to get him back. I think he'd be a big help in some of this crap they're dealing with. Uh, Jesper Frodin's still in, and we saw seeing a little John Hayden up as well. So... We'll see what happens there. Um, all right. Uh, no messages from the deep. We're going to make this. Anything else, guys, that uh, bring up? Well, do we want to cover any updated stats or do we really? Yeah, we know? can do. Yeah, let's look at it. I'll, yeah. try, to, I'll try to roll through them quick. Uh, well, we're sitting at 81 points, obviously, uh, 13th overall. Uh, goals for fifth in the league. Uh, impressive 3.66, which is way greater than last year. A 1.4 increase, which is pretty amazing, really. Um, goals against is 17th. We, we were kind of there last year. Actually, we were a little better last year. Power plays at 20, which is about where it's been hanging for a good majority of the season. The PK is finally picking up. It was at 68, 69 forever, and it's in the 74 range. That's why Root and everybody's getting all excited, rightfully so, but it still only hangs out at 28th overall. Um, our shots are increasing. That's good. We've complained about that a lot this year. It's not by much, but it's it's going up. Shots against is third best in the league, or reverse it if you want. Uh, it's the third best team in the league. Had 27.7 against. Face-off, we don't even want to talk about that. Still. <laughs> uh, other than, you know, Geeky is our face-off guy. He's 49.9. He hadn't even hit 50. And then Gord's right underneath him at 49.4. After that, there's just no talking about it. It'll be interesting to see what kind of player they look into the draft or even deals early on in the season next year if we're really going to go after a face-off person, right? Because it's a problem. Um, points leaders, done. What a year he's having. 12 goals, 43 apples, 55 points. McCann, you know, we know it about him, 33 goals. Um, he's, he's awesome. Ebbs is hanging at 52 points too. Um, assist done at 43, Ebbs at 37, Gord at 30, uh, shooting percentage is McCann's owned that all year at 21.7, which is incredibly impressive. And every time he goes to shoot at that top of the circle, I'm expecting a goal pretty much. Um, Tolvi's 16.4 and Maddie at 15.7. Uh, time on ice, no surprise here. Lars twenty three fifty four, with his partner done right underneath him at twenty three forty four. Uh, most time on ice for any forward, Wenberg at eighteen fifty one. Um, lowest shooting percentage on the team. I should have got to that. And we know who it is, but I'm just going to say it. 
Yeah. That would be Bjorkstrand. <laughs> Bjorkstrand takes a ton of shots, but boy, he doesn't sink them. 8.2. <laughs> uh, our goaltenders I, is our, I, am, yeah. huh? Yeah. Like our goaltenders, no, <laughs> our goaltender numbers are amazingly close in the number range, not in the wins, obviously. Uh, you know, Jones had those 24 wins early. He has not had a, he's had, only had two wins since January 25th. He's at a 0.889 save percentage with a goals against of 3.03. Um, Groovy, 12 and 12 now, is, is finally coming up, 500. His 892 and a 304, which is almost identical numbers when you think about it, but he is 8 and 4 since January 25th. So that's why he's had the hot hand. Um, it would be really neat if either one of these tendies could get above 900 because guess what 16 goalies in the playoffs they're all going to be above 900 yeah, yeah you're going to need that you're going to need that for sure it's yep. it's a nice turnaround it's a refreshing it turnaround from last year you know we all have to admit that no it, it totally is it can go up a little bit more and it's it's going to need to do it quick and it's going to need to stay there like you said 16 goalies you you, you want to be one of them you know so yeah, these guys know. have been. I don't want to get into goaltending too much. Saying, yeah, I you know these these guys. I was saying, I think to you, Jim. I just out of frustration. Like I feel like we've got two solid backup goalies. Like nobody excites me. It's like okay, they're in there. Oh, he played a good game today. Okay, great. And Grubauer is playing better. Great. And Jones, well, he wins games. Unfortunately, they're like five to three or something like that. But okay. You know, but it just they're just okay, and I it doesn't give me confidence moving forward in the playoffs. But again, sometimes we've seen that with goalies, and they all of a sudden get hot. I they wake up. I don't know what happens in the playoffs, but sometimes you can, you can see a change in them. So we'll see. Yeah, a lot of games left still, uh, and they got to win. I think at least half of them, if not more than half, to uh, keep up in it. We'll see what happens. So uh, hoping for the best, boys. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, thanks much, always, for tuning in, uh, folks. Uh, please keep in mind, if you haven't already, join us on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Cast Kraken on Twitter feed, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. We're also on. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our own website, SeattleCrackenFanCast.com. Uh, we also hope that you'll consider supporting us on the Patreon financial platform. we got some folks doing that for us, and we really appreciate it. You can find more information on that at Patreon.com slash CrackenFanCast. We're very grateful to all our supporters. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks, as I said, with more game discussion, news, and other uh, interesting items. So for Jim Cockrell, Nathan Gunderson, and our wonderful producer, Jay Middleton, I'm Chris Porter. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say, go, go, go crack it. Crack it. Crack it.